This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. You're listening to episode 100 of the Whiskey and Whitetails podcast, the podcast for those that love good whiskey in the great outdoors. We are your hosts, Gus. I'm Matt. As always, thank you to the Waypoint Network and special thank you to our Patreon supporters. If you're new here, thanks for listening. And if not, welcome back. For many, the post-rut time frame is here or soon will be. Most know that you can't hunt target bucks the same way after the rut as you do during the rut, so if you want to know what you need to do to consider and adjust in your hunting strategy to make yourself successful in the post-rut, then you don't want to miss this episode. Pull up a seat while we sip a little whiskey, uh, drink some interesting selections that Matt has brought today, and chat about recording our 100th episode. Let's get into it. I'm gonna have to, oh man, I'm gonna have to use that connection in a little bit. I got a surprise for us okay. um, on this yeah. episode, but uh, let's. I I want to immediately get in because I got here a little early and I've been staring at these three bottles and I would like for you to explain what's happening. Well, before we do that, let me let me let me just. It's episode 100. 100. This dude. is our 100th whiskey and whitetails podcast episode, and uh, cheers to that, man. It's fair. It's uh, we stuck with it. Look at us. Yeah, we're going. Thank we're, you to everybody that's been listening along. It's now that people are getting caught up in those episodes where I was getting all butthurt, I've, I've, I've had more people reach out. <laughs> yeah, I've like, had a bunch of people reach out to, hey, man, listen, I listened to the end. Yeah. And I was, I've, uh, I've responded to a few, and you know, I'll, I'll respond to all of them. Um, but, yeah, said thank you and that we appreciate it. Yeah. You guys are the, you guys are the best. <laughs> so what we have in front of us here, we have a bottle of – so we, it, we get asked a lot about um, – like they, I've been told that people are like, oh, I'm excited to listen to your podcast because – I listen to this so-and-so podcast, and they talk about whiskeys I can't get or whatever. And, yep. it's, and it's like, that's great for you, but, you know, what am I supposed to buy? What do I want to do? So I've had this idea for a long time on fat-washing whiskey. Okay. But um, 
you know, I didn't want to go bottom, bottom of the barrel, so I went pretty close. So we got a Jim Beam straight <laughs> bourbon. We have an Elijah Craig, just the regular 94 proof small batch you can get in the store. And then my favorite, Wild Turkey 101. And I didn't want to use just any fat, so I'd done a lot of research and figured it out. And um, I made we made friends with Chef Jeff from Miller's All Day, which yep. is a pretty popular restaurant here. If you're trying to eat brunch on a Sunday, you're going to wait two hours to get in that place. It's, Good God. It's the way it be, and they're really good. They have really good – all the chefs there are really good. And, um, yeah, so they get their fat, their sausage, mm-hmm. from a local pig farm. Oh, nice. So it's a South Carolina pig farm. I think it's called Low Country Hogs. I don't remember for sure. <laughs> it could be Story Farms. I think they actually get it from Story Farms. That's where they get their eggs uh, on John's That would make sense. But – their sausage is money. Yeah. Whatever sage or whatever spices they're putting on it, they're delicious. So I asked Chef Jeff if he would. What, uh, what kind of sausage is it? Like, is this like. Like patty sausage? Oh, like, okay. Yeah. So, like, okay. Cool. Ground hog. I didn't know if you meant like link sausage. Oh, no, no, no. You no throw yeah, on sorry, a barbecue. No. Breakfast for, sausage. Gotcha. Okay. It's a breakfast place, but they're all day. Miller's all day. They have a smash burger and Got stuff it. too, but like their I've breakfast is. Never been. Sounds awesome though. Well, you're going to go today and you're going to get to meet them and I'm sure Chef will bring out something for you to try. Nom, nom, nom. Yeah. And then uh, their bartender on the James Island location, his name is Ernst, which he's a cool dude as well. He was like, I want to learn more about whiskey. And I, so I was like, come to the house. So he came to the house yeah. one of the days last week, and I just gave him like a short whiskey class, had him try a bunch of stuff from cheap to expensive to mm-hmm. rise, and uh, turned him on to wild turkey rye. So Chef has been setting aside this uh, fat for me. Okay. So I took this fat. I did it three different ways. So the they're actually in this order. Elijah Craig first, which I'll pour while I talk about it. So the Elijah Craig, I don't know that we need a lot of it, but the Elijah Craig. um, It's probably plenty. Yeah. What I did was two ounces for a full bottle. I did two ounces of this fat, Mm -hmm. and I stirred it slowly. Okay. The Wild Turkey 101, it's three ounces of the fat, which could be too much. I don't know. I've never done this before. Well, I have, but I haven't done it to this uh, to this extent. So it's three ounces. Okay. And I stirred vigorously with a with a whisk, wisp, <laughs> and you can see that it's settling different. Yeah, yeah, I do. So this I, third I one, now. Jim Beam, I did it with an emulsion blender. So I like blew this shit to, to, to high sky. So for those that don't know, basically what you do is you take your whiskey, you figure out how much fat you want to put in there, you put it in there, and I did it like I said these three different ways, and then you put it in a freezer. Yeah. And the alcohol won't freeze. The fat will freeze. And you can just kind of scoop the fat out. But yeah. um, as you can see, there's some remnants left. I didn't have a coffee filter. So I ran it through a strainer and then a um, a paper towel inside the strainer. So, so, so some stuff got through. Yeah, some stuff got through. That's but if I were to filter right. this one more time, I think it would be, it'd be pretty clear. Yeah. But the point of it is the oils and the fats will bond with the oils and the fats in the bourbon. And I don't mean fats is what you're thinking, fats. But they, they will blend together, and then you remove the actual hard fat out of it. And mm-hmm. what's left behind is the essence of this oil. Right. So you get the chemicals from the fat, not necessarily the fat. Now, fat, to say there's no fat in there, probably not true. But the application of this, so cocktails or what? Breakfast cocktails. So that's oh, that was God. the point. Okay. So he has these beautiful breakfast meals that you can eat. And I was like, you know, it'd be cool if you had like a Do maple a syrup bourbon old fashioned. Breakfast old fashioned with yeah. a stick of bacon in it? Right. <sighs> and the way I got the idea is they have a bourbon Bloody Mary. 
Oh, okay. And for an extra dollar, I think, you can get what they call a proof topper. And it's just a shot of wild turkey. Right on top? Yeah. <laughs> and he was telling me about it. He was like, you know, I don't he was like, I just, I just, don't even know what wild turkey is. I thought it was just junk cheap whiskey. You know, we throw it, we just throw a shot on top. He's like, I couldn't imagine just drinking it straight. And so I made him drink it straight. And he was like, wow, this whole time I've had this amazing whiskey at my bar. Yeah. I was like, yeah, man. And so that's... um. That's what we got. So I, I was going to start with the Elijah Craig, I guess. Is this our, would this be considered our just the sip this week? No. No? We have something else for that? Yeah. Oh, man, we are in for some treats today, folks. So on the nose, that's a lot. <laughs> yes, <laughs> it is. quite overpowering. Stuck my nose right in there. Yeah. So I, I don't, again, I don't think this is something you're necessarily going to want to drink straight. But we're going to try In the name of science. In the name gonna, of science and because we love you folks, that's what we're going to do. So Cheers. Wow. It's actually not bad. It's funny. It has like a mouth, like the oils coat your lips a little bit, but yeah. it, you can kind of taste the sausage in it. It's got just and a, it has a ping of cinnamon, which is weird. Yeah. It's um at the very end, you get that kick of cinnamon, which I don't get when I drink that by itself. Me neither. And I wonder if it's, I wonder if it's uh, adding some saltiness to it. Maybe Could that's, be. that's pulling some of those other notes out. That's very interesting. Yeah, it's, um, I didn't know what how it was going to taste, so that's pretty good. I'm interested in this, uh, the Jim Beam I'm most interested in. Because of the way, because because of the the way, way you I, mixed it? Yeah. yeah. I think it probably got a better penetration, but this is the wild turkey here. It's a fun word. Same, same smell. It smells like a, a breakfast burp. It does. Like, <laughs> right, right off the yeah. right off the nose, I'm like, oh, God, you can definitely yeah. smell the fat, which has kind of got a, yeah. a funky t- smell to it. It but, smells like somebody ate a bunch of sausage and then burped in your face. <laughs> Exactly what it smells like. <laughs> wow, sweet. Mm. It's it's sweet and salty. Yeah, that it's, would be it's good. Kind of, with, it's, like, it's got like a sweet and savory kind of thing going on with it. If you were to do like a like an espresso, old fashioned with that, yes, yeah, absolutely, yes. And I don't know that anyone's ever done that. I'm sure somebody's tried. Well, if, if I tell you, you what, if, that, if we decide that's a thing, I'll bleep that out. That's really good. I think one you could use in a hot toddy, and it'd be okay. I don't know, because that's, that's predominantly liquor. I don't know. There might be too much fat in these. They might be overpowering. I'm interested to see what they think. So the Jim Bean, the final one here, smells the same. These absolutely have to go in a cocktail. There's nothing inviting about that at all. Yeah, that one wins. That's the perfect medley. <clears throat> It's very balanced. Yeah. I get the sweetness that we that we were referring to and a little bit of the saltiness throughout the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Very good. I'd be definitely, definitely interested in trying these in the uh in a cocktail. Yeah, I think that'd be good. it's um I think probably number two for um the maple syrup yeah. deal. Yeah. Interesting. Concur. Wasn't sure how much it would change the flavor, but it changed it a lot. It doesn't. None of them taste like bourbon. Like there's like the burn and the hit, all that's yeah. gone. No, if you if you had told me, if you just poured it straight and said I did a thing and these are the bourbons I chose, I wouldn't. Yeah, I wouldn't be able to choose or wouldn't. I don't think I would have believed you. Yeah, the nose though is almost vomit inducing. Does not smell good. It really doesn't. I think that's just you know fat in different environments just has a funky smell to it sometimes. The other thing, too, is I didn't fully separate the fat from the grease. Ah. So that could be... That's probably what I it think is. you're smelling the grease. Very possible. Yeah. Well, that was fun. 
Let's try this. <laughs> For those that haven't figured it out, <laughs> Matt downloaded a soundboard of his own on his phone. and yeah. his, uh, So now I can click sound buttons. It's fun. It's going to be great. Yeah. I don't remember what this one is. Oh. It's like the... Sorry for you listeners driving. Just <laughs> shit your pants. It's supposed to be like a the dun, like in a horror story. Yeah. Scary. A thriller. Well, since I'm not going to drink that, do you want to go straight into just a sip? Just so we have something to drink on? Yeah. I am 100% all right with that. I'm going to play it. Go for it. Just the sip. All right, this week's Just the Step is a Stellum single barrel bourbon, 122 proof. And All right. Sue me, I didn't write the guy's name down, so I promise that will never happen again. <laughs> but whoever sent this in, you know who you are, and thank you. <laughs> uh, I don't even know that. I mean, why would I recognize handwriting? But I don't know. It almost looks like your handwriting. Just you send it to yourself. Yeah, it could have. Uh, <laughs> Really I think it, my, my handwriting is don't, not is a little bit worse than that, I think. Maybe you're having a good day. I don't know. Maybe I was, yeah. So, yeah, whoever sent that in, I, um, I feel really bad. I guess I should feel bad. That was a big ball drop on my side. If you are the individual who sent this in and um, Mr. Matt here forgot to write down the name, shoot us a message. Send you a koozie or something. My B. My B. Oh, that smells so much better. Does it? Oh, yeah. Now we're back into proper smelling. I didn't think those would smell good, but I didn't th- also didn't think they'd smell that bad. All right. So if those are new here and have never heard of Just a Sip, we basically uh, we take Just a Sip and we give a one-line review on it. It's a quick one-punch. Nothing fancy. One-punch uh, response, reaction. Whatever you want to call it. I wonder where the single barrel's from. You think they would have wrote that on the label? That's how you know I didn't write it because I would have wrote that. What do you mean by where it's from? Like if it's a store pick, single oh, barrel. Oh, 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 I would have gotcha. wrote the store. All right. So on the nose. On the nose. Smells heady. I mean, I guess it is a little up there. It smells warm. 122. It's not, not terrible, but. Yeah, typical. I'm not getting anything fancy. Typical bourbon caramel sweetness notes. Anything stand out to you? A little, a little floral, but nothing. Yeah, nothing to nothing to write home about. All right. Yeah, that's uh, that's bourbon. Yeah, it's very straight down the middle. Um, yeah, it's wood, good. Wood caramel, some sweetness to it. I mean, all your typical. Yeah, that's weird. That, that maybe that's not a store pick. It could just be something they released. Yeah. Because there's definitely nothing, like, jumping out at me. It's it's good. There's nothing wrong with it. It actually it doesn't drink, like, 122 proof. I will say that. No, it doesn't. It's it's really good. It's enjoyable. It's, it's uh, I would, I would have no problems uh, pouring this for someone who was newish to yeah. bourbon, uh, but was wanting to, to experiment with something on the higher proof. They might would like it. Yeah. Good choice, I think. So, we got, um, <clears throat> you know how I've been putting out into the ether that I want... Um, I wanted a sponsor for IVs. Yeah. You know, I've been like saying it over and over again, like we need to find, but I wanted it here in Charleston, but this, this is a, this is a fine step in that direction. Mm-hmm. So, uh, one in Louisville reached out, 
It's like they want to elevate our bourbon. They said, uh, we'd love to elevate your bourbon visit with experience with concierge exclusive IV hydration, the comfort of your private accommodations. Really? Yeah. So I'm pretty excited. Would you do it? Yeah. Yeah. I figured you would. I just I replied and said, we will 100% take you on that. It's, it's an IV with some yeah. electrolytes. I, I know that you've had them before. I just didn't know if you know, yeah. people get. Dude, I've had IVs in the back of my dad's truck in between yeah. hockey games. That, That's what I figured. Yeah. <laughs> as a kid. So yeah. it's. They're the shit. That'd be cool. Andy won't do it. I'm like, it's, 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 it is, uh, it's wild. Like it, the right combination of fluids and everything can turn you 180 degrees. Oh, I know. If you feel like complete dog shit, like the right stuff, it's like, you're like a new person. Cause they said before or after you're bourboning (laughs) (laughs) and I'm like, how about both? I want to do before. So I'm gamed up real nice. And then, and then the next morning, like having some breakfast and you come hook it up. Right. So that's really cool. If that goes through, we will be shouting them out. Nice. Probably going to make them my uh, podcast sponsor. Maybe that'd be cool. Yeah. I'm down for that. That's awesome. And, um, <laughs> today we're going to see chef Jeff, right? We've got that going on. We've had a busy past couple of weeks. I'm like drawing a blank. I know this is also the week of when this comes out is the week of Thanksgiving. Yeah, it is. So, uh, a happy Thanksgiving to yeah. all of you celebrating whatever you're celebrating. Do it safely. Don't burn your house down frying a damn turkey. What are you doing? Turkey? Uh, so what am I doing? What am I doing? What am I doing? I am frying a turkey, but we're doing our Thanksgiving thing like on Saturday. Okay. Um, because all of the in-laws are coming down and right. we're all going over to Dawn's new place. Dawn and Justin just moved. Um, and They get a mansion? No, they moved into the same neighborhood I'm in. Oh, did just they? Just like the like the next subdivision across the street yeah. there. So like it's like How a convenient. It's like a one minute drive to their house. Wow. So it'll it'll be cool having the cousins or the kids having their cousins and everybody close by and now you need a golf to, cart. Yeah, for real. And now now I can justify that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so everyone, all the in laws are coming to hang out and crash at my place, and then uh, Saturday we're all going over to their new place doing Thanksgiving. We got a bounce house for the kids. You guys are welcome to come if you want to nice. come hang out. Um, we're just gonna be hanging out, frying, cooking meat, and drinking all day. So, sounds like should fun. be fun on actual Thanksgiving. I think we're just gonna do like uh, mimosas in the morning and snacks throughout the day, and just hang yeah. out and, and not do anything crazy. So, should yeah. be fun. Then we got the we got some stuff on Friday. We got the that Kiowa Market Friday. Mm-hmm. Um, we got the market tonight. Yep. Market Tomorrow tonight, night, I got a the event at the Jasper Saturday. We got morning. A, got the day market all day Sunday. Yeah, I could I, I uh, rogered up to that. So. Hopefully, lots of uh, lots of money making this weekend. That'll be good. That'll be good. I went to uh, Lewis Bar. I got a, I got a turkey from Lewis Barbecue. Oh, I've wanted to do that for some time. How much? We every year we do this. We pick like two or three restaurants and we get stuff from there. And Smart. so one year we did Jack of Cups had these like delicious butter spreads. Uh-huh. So we got butter spread from them. We got bread from somewhere else, and we just kind of piecemeal it together. This year we're doing a turkey from. Lewis, which mm. how much do you think a turkey from Lewis Barbecue costs? Well, so I've gotten I've gotten brisket from um, another barbecue place in town for Christmas one year, and it wasn't cheap, dude. Their brisket is one seventy five. Yeah, I was gonna say I we didn't get a full brisket. I think we, we I was looking at like a third or how many pounds it was, yeah. and it was going to be like 78 bucks. And then we, yeah. we were also going to get some um, smoked turkey breast for the kids and stuff that don't like 
or brisket, and mm-hmm. all in all, it's going to be like $150. Yeah, it's not cheap. <laughs> but I looked at it like it saves me all day cooking. I don't have to deal with it. So the turkey yes, was absolutely. $88, which yes. I feel is not bad. That's not bad. Because here's the deal. You're going to you're gonna spend, if you don't have stuff already, like if you don't have yeah. the oil you need and you I don't have buy a turkey. The burner. I got to buy all that. You're going to spend, yeah. you know, 10, 15 bucks on a turkey. You're going to spend $30, whatever it is, on oil. Yeah. You're halfway there almost at that point. Yeah. What's what's that? What's the what's just double it and call it a day and not have to worry about it? And I'll probably screw it up. I used your turkey fryer one year to fry a turkey. I think I did okay. I don't <laughs> remember. I brined it. My mom and sister were there. I think they didn't. They didn't complain. Yeah, that's true. They Brining were. is important. Is the key. Yeah. And then I did Pugin's porch for the sides. We got a sausage stuffing, mm. which I'm looking forward to. The mac and cheese, and then I either did green beans or collards. I can't remember which one I did. And that was like forty what's, bucks. Do you like stuffing? I do. Do you like green bean casserole? I do. What's more important on Thanksgiving? Put them together. <laughs> All right. <sighs> What's more important? Fucking, I don't know. I'm just talking oh. which one's better. Wh- which one can... Green bean casserole. Well, okay. Yeah. We're on the same page then. Yeah. I can do without the, uh, I can do without the, the dressing. The thing, here's the thing with the dressing. The dressing for me has to be cornbread dressing. It has to be yeah. sweet cornbread. Right. And then I can eat it all day long. Uh, but, I don't like it when they do croutons. They're just soft croutons. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. It's, it's like, well, that, that, that's the box. So you, they yeah, buy the yeah, box. Yeah. It's dehydrated bread. That's how you know when uh, someone's being lazy. Like, that cheap shit, get it off, yeah. get it off my plate. That um, makes sense. <laughs> but a lot of people, there's there's like an online debate. You know, what's more important for Thanksgiving dinner, the green bean casserole or or what? You know, pick another side. There's a lot, a lot of folks out there passionate about the green bean casserole. <laughs> Leave a review and let us know which is more important, green bean casserole uh, you're or get, stuffing. Yeah, you're going to get some uh, some opinions, I'm yeah. sure. Leave a review let us know what's important. We would love to hear it. <laughs> now, my, my, my move on Thanksgiving has always been a bed of mashed potatoes, and then I just dump shit on top, on top of it, and I stir it in. And it's like Andy's family, they can't let their food touch each other. They just have to separate like it. Yeah, just so like that. I think that they're like, like the two or three times I've been there for Thanksgiving, they're like, this what is wrong with this guy? Neanderthal. Yeah. <laughs> you, how can you taste it if it's Savage. all together? And I'm like, no, that's how I taste it. Yeah. It's like a sandwich. <laughs> it's all going to the same place. Yeah, it's good. I love oh, it. Shit, man. That's funny. So we got that. We got all the market stuff. Yeah. So what you got? I know you got some some thoughts. Yeah. Um, we have, you know what? What time is it? Um, 20 minutes in. So I want to talk a little bit about getting to 100 episodes. Because yeah. we're kind of just bullshitting and talking, but like it's it's a bit of a milestone. Yeah, you know, um, I did not look up the percentage of of podcasts that get to a hundred episodes, but I do know that there's a very large percentage of podcasts that stop producing and and they give up after like yeah. ten or fifteen episodes. A lot of them don't even make it that far. Obama's podcast didn't make it to a hundred. Mm. So I don't. I don't have a. I, I got. I don't know what to say, but I got. Uh, I, I got. I got a. Yeah, thank you, thank you guys. <laughs> so, anyways, man, like I wanted to ask you, what has been your favorite episode that you've done or that we've done, or what's a what's a favorite like moment or joke or conversation that happened that you really just enjoyed? I know it's hard because yeah. We do this because we enjoy it, so we generally enjoy all the episodes. It's it's hard to pick. I'll tell you what, even though we never put them out because they're just r- ridiculous, but the ones where we get smashed. 
those are my probably my favorite. Yeah. Because it's just you and I talking straight shit. Yeah. And then we listen to it the next day and we're like, we can't put that out. And we ended up not putting it out. Yeah. So nobody's heard them, but <laughs> those episodes. Yeah. And then I like the joke that you liked about uh, uh, people accidentally killing themselves all the time. <laughs> it was, oh man. It, <laughs> yeah. I, I like forgot that about that. Yeah. Uh, I think about it a lot because you brought it up that I said it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was just, uh, it was one of those kind of dark jokes that happened or just, it was just, the timing was perfect and it was really funny. Similar to the, the, the joke about, uh, the number of teeth, you know? Yeah. The number of teeth. Yeah. That was a good one too. Yeah. With the one nation guys on that, on, uh, yeah, I think, I think Phil was the one that made that joke. Super yeah. funny. We should we explain these jokes or no? Uh, I didn't no, It's fine. <laughs> I, I don't think so. All right. <clears throat> um, but yeah, right, I was, what's your well, I was going to say, I think my favorite episode that we ever did, um, and like you said, it ended up being, uh, this one ended up being a Patreon only, I believe. Yeah, the one with Rocco? The one with Rocco. Yeah. The bottle killed. That was a that great was, episode. That was a lot of fun. Um, that, I felt like that episode really embodied kind of, well, aside from getting totally smashed, yeah. uh, but just hanging out literally at a hunt camp and sharing, after sharing whiskey hunting. after hunting and yeah. just hanging out. It was it was the embodiment of what we envisioned yeah. the, this podcast and this company being. Um, and it was, it was surreal kind of in that moment, just almost taking a step back and just taking it in and what we were doing. It was a lot of fun, man. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's been a fun, it's been a fun, it's been a blast and it's been a lot of fun. And I'm going to need that cord because I asked that same question to some of our friends and had them send me. Did you really sound, cl- sound bites and video oh, wow. for us to, uh, to listen to. So oh, that's cool. Well, thank you for that. I'm glad you uh, did that. That's exciting. Well, we weren't going to get uh, because of How our. How long ago did you set this up? Uh, I've been working on it last like day or so. Oh. I've I've been for the past couple of days trying to figure out what to do to make today kind of fun and special. And a lot of, like I wanted to do something live, but with our schedule and, and timing, and it just wasn't it wasn't going to work out well. So I did the next best thing and reached out to people we know. So let's start with the man we made. <laughs> Matt and Gus, congratulations on 100 episodes of Whiskey and Whitetails. If I had to look back and find one moment that I really enjoyed, it was when you had Chief Mercer on and your intro music for him was Hail to the Chief. and It was, a, it was really funny. I had yeah. been laughing for a long time. So I appreciate everything you guys are doing. I look forward to listening to you every single week. Monday is the day that I look forward to for Whiskey and Whitetails. Mm-hmm. I want to thank you guys very much for having me as a guest in the past. And uh, I can't wait to listen to the next 100 episodes. Thanks for making me everything I am today. <laughs> Thanks, Dom. I appreciate Thanks, it, man. Dom. That was very cool. Uh, let's see. Next we have... Oh, cool. Jacob. Nice. Congratulations to 100 episodes to my two favorite connoisseurs of fermented <laughs> and aged corn juice. This is Jacob Whitfield with JSW Woodworks. For those who don't know, I'm the one that makes all of the game calls for whiskey and whitetails. That's a good job, Just too. Just want to mm-hmm. say I appreciate both of you for our wonderful business partnership over the past year or so. Thank you for Matt for reaching out to me initially and getting this ball rolling. Y'all's orders have taken up many of my weeknights and weekends, <laughs> and I look forward to many more years of fruitful partnership. Congratulations. I look forward to Monday. Nice. Thank Thanks. you, man. Thanks, appreciate Jacob. That. Appreciate it, man. Let's see. Great guy to work with. Who's next? We got Big Drew Eubanks. Oh, boy. No S at the end. Eubank. Congrats on the 100th episode. Absolutely amazing. I know I've only been around for the last 50 or so, but I think <laughs> my uh, 
My favorite part's how you guys just always forget where you're at and just keep going. And <laughs> I don't know, just you do such a great job, such great down to earth people, and uh, looking forward to watching the next hundred episodes and supporting you guys any way I can. Congratulations, awesome job. Thanks, Drew. Thanks, man. That's very kind. Uh, we got two more. Let's see. We're gonna awesome. do with uh, one sent it a different way, so I gotta go find that one. Did everyone you reach out to respond? Oh man, yeah, Lariat. Lariat sent me one, uh, but he screwed it up somehow. No, he sent it, and and I tested it earlier just to to play the start of it, and then now it's gone away. I don't, I don't know what the hell has to deal with that. Sorry, Lariat. Um, Where was it at? On iMessage, text message. Yeah, close it out and open it back up. We'll try. In the meantime, I will go back over to. Um, yeah, it's um, it didn't work there. Okay, all right. Well, over to. Hey guys, it's Rocco. Nice. Um, just want to share my favorite uh, time on the podcast. It would, of course, it's got to be the uh, George T. Stag bottle kill. Um, <laughs> probably one of the best times I've had. Uh, one of the best bourbons I've ever had. But probably one of the worst days I've ever felt. Uh, <laughs> <next> day. <laughs> anyway, it's always a good time. Anytime I get to talk with y'all, hang out with y'all. And I look forward to uh, many more get-togethers, and uh, good talks in the future. Love you guys. Ah, thanks. We love you, too. Love you know, you he too, just man. got out of the hospital. Yeah, I did. I messaged him and said, hey, dude, I, uh, I said, hope you're healing up and feeling better. And you know, he said he's 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 feeling fine. He just, I guess he can't like bend over or twist. Yeah, he, he got a new pain pump. Yeah, so I ripped his back anything, open, I yeah, guess. Yeah, can't pick anything up over like 10 pounds. I was like, dude, I'd be milking that for oh, yeah. everything it's worth. You know he won't. No, exactly. Um <laughs> So, but yeah, man, uh, I was, yeah, so uh, Lamar's, Lamarticus, whatever his name is today, <laughs> this week, um, I, the the part of it that I listened, he basically said that, you know, he appreciates, you know, says congratulations, appreciates everything we're doing, he loves us, um, proud of what, you know, what we've done over the last, uh, you know, year or a couple years and since this company was conceptualized or whatever, and you know, thanked us for the opportunity to come down and, and compete um, and hang out and how much he really enjoys those times and is, you know, looking forward to more of them in the future. So, nice. sorry, um, your 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 audio didn't didn't work out there, man. But uh, thank you for sending that in. And thank you to everybody who sent in a little message. We Absolutely. really, really appreciate it. Yeah. Thank you, Dom. Thank you, Jacob. Thank you, Drew. Thank you. Rocco. Rocco. Thank you, whatever your name is, Lamar. Lamar. Lariat. How far, Lamar? How far, Lamar? Did I get everybody? Yeah, that was everybody. Perfect. Perfect. Yeah, we appreciate y'all. We wouldn't, uh, we wouldn't be doing this without everybody else. Can't sit here and talk to ourselves. <laughs> yeah, no, that's not as fun. Not as fun at all. But yeah, so 100 episodes, man. It's um, it's been a ride for sure. I just blended all three of these together. Mm-hmm. Let's uh, see what it tastes like. Okay. Oh, it smells. This- mm. Boat Trader is America's largest boating marketplace with over 100,000 boats to choose from. We offer simple, comprehensive solutions for those looking to sell, find, and finance new or used boats. Visit BoatTrader.com to get started. I'm going to pass, thanks. It smells the same. Okay. You're not going to taste it? No, man. You know, I've, I've reached that point in my okay. life where I... I'm going to taste it. Please, by all means. The power of no. You know, just, just, I just don't want to. And I don't know anybody an explanation hey, for why. It's pretty good. God damn it. I'm not going to lie to you. It's pretty good. 
That might be the best. <laughs> all three. I'm not going to smell it, though. No, don't smell it. Hmm? Yeah, but it's got to go in a cocktail. It's got to go in a cocktail. You don't have to do I, I get like Werther's Original. Yeah, I that. could go with that. It's weird. You know, last night I was at a uh, tasting and it was all Old Forester. Uh-huh. And they had, I've never tasted them in this order, but when they got to the 1910, which I do like, it's the double oaked one, mm-hmm. they, um, it tasted to me, it, it smelled to me exactly like candy corn. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like the, like the candy candy corn. Yeah. Like the Halloween. Right. Like the, ch- make sure the cheap wax cover. Yeah. So it smelled like, I never smelled that before. It's pretty cool. Then we had trivia and I won that old Forrester bag. Nice. Did you keep and it or did you give it away? So I gave it away and then Andy was like, oh, I kind of want an overnight bag. And so I told the guy, I was like, my wife wants the bag back. And he was like, I'm on the board, so you can have it. I was like, okay. <laughs> so I got it back. He's a cool guy. I met him. Talked to him for a bit. Awesome. And that's pretty cool. Have you ever been to Delilah's? No. It's a pretty cool cocktail bar. You can ask me, have you been to 95% of the places in Charleston? Probably the answer is no. Well, I've never been to Delilah, and I, and I liked it. That's cool. I liked it a lot. They have a, it's a cocktail bar, and they're, and they're really good. <laughs> You're so fucking proud of yourself over yeah. there, aren't you? Uh, Took time. Man. Time and dedication. Well, I'm glad you did it. Well, thanks for reaching out to those guys. That was cool. That was cool to have, yeah, man, uh, I wanted, have I, that on there. Yeah, I wanted to do something kind of special for today, and t- to be fair, we probably should have put weeks into planning yeah. some fun stuff to do for this episode, but uh, it just happened to fall in the busiest time of not only our business, but also personal and work lives. It's just been extremely busy. So that was the best I could do and uh, wanted to surprise you with that. So glad you enjoyed it. Got a kick out of it. And, um, you know, if you're listening to this. It's a celebration, bitches. That's what I was trying to find. Sorry. <laughs> I thought uh, I was going to pull up right up, but no, I can't went to Rick James. Yeah, well. <laughs> You can't you can't lose with Rick James? No. Um, uh, that's my train of thought. Yeah. Oh, damn it. <laughs> I was really stuck on it as a celebration, and we didn't plan for it. Sorry. Yeah, we didn't really plan for this like we should have. So if you uh, you know if you're listening to this or you see on on social media, um, or if you're listening to this and you'd like to head over to social media, you know, give our give us a shout. Uh, let us know you're listening to our centennial episode. Yeah. Yeah, give us a shout and congratulate us for making it a hundred episodes. That's what you should do. Be proud of us, damn it. Yeah. No, but seriously, Share. thanks. Thank you to you. Thanks to you, the listener and yeah. listeners, for uh, you know for giving us feedback and and letting us know what's going on. It's um, it's helpful and, and it's um, it's fun. Yeah, and a good time. So cool. Well, we have. Do you have something else? No. Are, are we going to talk about? Uh, because I said, like, favorite bourbon. I know you got a deer topic, but did you want to do yeah, a... Yeah. Um, you can do which, whichever one first you want to do. Let's do the let's do the deer topic first. Let's okay. do the hunting, because it is hunting season. It is hunting season. This is whiskey and white tails. How many deer have you killed? I've killed a lot in my sleep and in my imagination. Yeah. Uh, I think I'm going to spend Saturday at the... Like, are you? Yeah. I'm going to... Yeah, I don't know. Anyways, uh, for those of you that are getting out in the woods, it is... Uh, Slowly becoming the post, or will be for some people, uh, that post-rut time, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, we've talked about this before in other podcasts, and I can, if I'm not lazy, I'll go find the episode number and put it in the show notes. We've talked about how to approach hunting in the post-rut. Um, 
you know, uh, the Cliff Notes version is that the Bucks are worn the hell down. They've been running around for a month or two, uh, six weeks, whatever it is, longer if it's if the yearlings, because the yearlings just keep running around like little crazy assholes for quite some time. They hungry. And um, generally a, a post-rut buck is 20 to 25% lighter in weight than they are when it started. Yeah. Um, they've lost a bunch of body weight from running around, and they have, um, you know, this innate sort of switch that goes on after they've kind of gotten done with their breeding, and their body tells them, you got to pack on the pounds and get ready for the winter, uh, the remainder of the winter anyways. Uh, and so that's what you're going to see their, their their behavior change, right? And it's driven by their biology and hunting pressure. Mm-hmm. Um in addition to not only being down 20, 25%, um, some research showed that a buck sperm count in December is about half of what it was in early November, which means they got no drive. genetically they've got no, they've yeah. got no drive. They're just not, you know, out there pursuing it. So how do you hunt the post rut if you're still trying to target those bucks? Well, you got to get a couch for them to chill on. You got it. Well, <laughs> you got to move into their bedroom basically yeah. or, or as close to it as you can. Right. So you want to look at, um, Focusing on bedding areas or suspected thick bedding areas or, or travel corridors um, around food, food sources. Standing corn is 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 a good option. If you have other food plots or other types of um, food sources, anything that they're going to be targeting for, for those protein sources is, is where you need to be focusing on that food source in their bedding area and that travel corridor in between and mm-hmm. trying to find some of that location so um what you can do or what you what you would need to do from you know adjusting because during the rut right you're looking at scrapes you're you're looking at um rub lines right you're you're trying to find um, pinch points and funnels and you're looking for those active areas where where deer are going to be moving and you know the typical food sources right but but it's also the rut so bucks are spread out everywhere Mm -hmm. but really during the post during the post rut time uh, you can really focus on those you know, on those food sources and, and their bedding areas um, and make an effort to, when you find those locations and, you, and you're going to mark your, you know, throw up a stand in, in that area uh, as quietly and as, as covertly as you can, don't recommend a permanent stand. So maybe mark a tree for a climber or a saddle. Um, but once you're in there and you're, and you're targeting those bucks um, or those deer in general, um, that's where you know getting in and out quietly is going to be key because you don't want to bump them out of that area. Otherwise, you're going to lose them entirely. And this is especially you know important for people who are hunting a target buck all year, and then the post rut comes along, they haven't been able to have that luck, and that behavior changes. It can be really frustrating. But like I said, focusing on food and bed, uh, that's where you're going to find these 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 bucks at that time of the year, um, and trying to find that ambush spot, right? Like like you like to do, find a yeah, find the thick stuff and come out fifty yards, thirty yards, whatever, and set up a tree stand and get them when they're coming and going from that spot. And it's tricky. You have to sometimes look at at the trails and the direction that the uh, the deer prints are going to get an understanding of how they're using that trail because sometimes they'll go yeah. in a circle and they should definitely know which way the toes point. Yes. Uh, when you're cause it can be an runs. indication of which way they're using that trail right. because they'll, you know, deer will sometimes use a trail 
leaving a bedding area, yep. make it away to a water source, a food source or whatever, and then come back a different direction. Yep. So understanding that dynamic and then where you can move in at the right time of day or exit at that time of day to make yourself as undetectable. Those are, those are, those are key things to, to focus in on. Well, I really like this point too. The telemetry studies conducted throughout North America indicate that whitetails do not abandon their core range during hunting season. Bucks simply yep. hunker down, yep. find the thickest cover possible, limit their movement to nighttime or the fringes of daylight. Yep. Couple this with a buck's weakened, rut-ravaged body. <laughs> and it's easy to see why the hunting post run is most challenging time to tad, to, to bag a buck. Yeah, and yeah. like we've, you know, on our Patreon, we, you know, I, I spoke in one of our, one of our, our deer classes about home ranges and core areas. Right. So if you've got a deer that you've been seeing regularly through the rut, and then post rut comes around and he, he stops, he's not there anymore. Um, chances are. And chances are high that he's still in the area. He's just gone to his core yeah, area, and he's, he's and he's hunkered down. And he's just chilling. He's eating, sleeping, and that's it. Um, so and we've still, talked about it all season. Just because you got a new buck on camera, that doesn't mean that's your new buck. No, and that, that's this is this is one of those things where everyone's experience is going to differ a little bit depending on the food sources and the type of habitat that you have right. on your property. You may be drawing people. You may be drawing does to your habitat, and bucks are following. And then after the rut. They may be going back to their core area, which where you're seeing them may have been on the fringe edge right. of their area. And so they go back, which go is back a little bit over further the fence away. And back into yeah, the, it could be another property, exactly. Uh, but one thing that I, this guy, uh, his name is Charlie uh, Alshimer from Legendary Whitetails. And he has this, um, this hunting strategy that he uses in late season whenever he's having a hard time finding a buck uh, or getting a buck that is hunkered down like this. And he calls it the... Um, the, the four leaf clover strategy. And basically what you do is you have, you identify the area you want to hunt and a hunter gets in the stand and a hunter on the ground goes out about a hundred yards or a couple hundred yards away from the stand and walks in a circle, circling back towards the stand mm -hmm. and then widens that circle in another direction. So that if you're looking at it from the top, the center would be where the, the hunt, the hunter is in the tree and you're making big loops that stop basically when you can just sort of see the deer stand through the woods, right? Mm -hmm. So you're not getting really close to the deer. But what you're doing is doing these huge circles to push deer in the direction of the hunter. And this guy says that he has um, killed a lot of big deer doing that with uh, with buddies over the years. I thought it was interesting and maybe something we can fuck around with and try later this <laughs> this year just to you're probably the only person on the planet i would trust to do well, that so with, that's so. <laughs> when i when i was reading it maybe matt livingston when i was reading it i was like well i don't there's yeah there's only a few people in the world i think yeah. i would trust to do this with um and even then i'm still gonna wear all the orange i can fucking find yeah uh, and, and a bulletproof vest <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh yeah I don't know. maybe not the safest thing um and maybe that's why he says you know you don't come any closer than maybe uh, yeah. a couple hundred yards from from the person stand you're just trying to jump deer to get a move in that direction but i thought it was fascinating I've it never, makes sense kind of like a deer drive just in a, a circle. little bit it's like a hybrid yeah. of a deer drive i've never heard of it or seen it before uh but if you've if if what i just described is something that you've heard of uh, you're, you're a listener i would love to know if you've ever done it before if you've had Some any tips. success or yeah. if there's something like it or similar to it that you have um you've experienced or done outside of a outside of a regular man drive where you kind of have a post or a poster or whatever that you name you want to call them people driving deer in their direction i've never seen or heard of one where it's a hybrid between people on the ground and somebody in a and tree. In the tree 
A little we, weird. We uh, we talked about doing that one time at the hunt club that we were going to do kind of like a man drive, sit at one end of the bow property and just kind of walk through, just see what we can kick up. Yeah. We never did it, but we did, I remember just talking about doing that once. Yeah, it was a season. It was several seasons. One, I think maybe the first season you had joined, and it was a rough season for mm-hmm. everybody. And I, I remember the conversations after, we were like, I don't know if this was worth it. Yeah. And I was like, well. I think uh, I say that every year. Yeah, well, I think we all do. But um, <laughs> the uh, we talked about doing that just for the sake of trying to thin thin the population a little bit out there. Yeah. But it never happened, so. You know how my brain shuts down sometimes? Speaking of hunt clubs, so. <laughs> yeah. I was standing at work today, and I was talking to, like, guys I work with. And uh, this guy walked in from the hunt club, and I'm looking at him I'm like, Ugh can't remember his name and it was driving me nuts and i was like i'll remember his name eventually and i was like if he comes out this is a really cool dude to, to, for you to meet or whatever and so he came back out he went to the bathroom came back out and i was like hey and he was like he like turned and waves like hey what's going on good to see you uh have a good weekend and like walked and i was like you working on me later you know and he's like yeah just, all right and just I, I guess he was on the way to do something i don't know oh okay <clears throat> so we we're standing there and uh with the guys were like you'll remember his name in like 10 minutes and i was like yeah i I know I will. So we're talking about a complete, you know, I'll tell you what we're talking about. <laughs> I heard a commercial today for Sweetwater Plastic Surgery. <laughs> They're doing boob jobs for $5,800, right? Yeah. I'm thinking about going. And uh, and as I was telling that story, I just went, Joe Nichols. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, that's funny. Yeah. So I saw Joe today. I haven't seen him in a hot minute. Where, where was he at? Oh, on base? Yeah, he was in, the, in that building I work yeah, at. Yeah, okay. So there was that. Uh, yeah, I wanted to talk about it's, you know, we're getting close to that part of the year where we do our least favorite bourbons. Yeah. I think last year, because we were just getting into buying a bunch of bourbons, I think last year our list was going to be longer than it is this year. I haven't really had a lot of bad bourbons this year. Yeah, I think we were going through a uh, just take it all. Yeah. Whatever we can get our hands on. And I know me personally, I have – just for the sake of not f- being constantly overwhelmed, feeling like I've got to buy another bottle, feeling like I've got to do this. Like, I've just been more selective with what I've purchased this year and drank. Nothing wrong with that. I've quit buying, which is a shocker, but... It's expensive. It is. It's gotten <laughs> a lot more expensive. Speaking of expensive, one of us might have an Old Forester birthday bourbon that we're not going to open. Yeah. Gus. It's on the table. It's on the table. It's up for discussion. There's somebody looking for it. Somebody wants to buy it before my birthday on December fourth. I might sell it to you. Otherwise, I'm gonna open. You're gonna open on your birthday. Yeah, it's a good move. Don't buy it. Let them open. (laughs) (laughs) That's a a smart thing. You can do a reel for that. Happy birthday to me. I'm gonna. That's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna. I'm gonna open that up real slow while I sing to myself. Happy birthday to me. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So uh, I wanted, did want to talk about our favorite bourbons under fifty dollars. Yeah, that's uh, we've been at with, regardless of how many times we have uh, addressed it in the past. That's one thing about growing on the podcast. I think our first twenty episodes, we were very big into that kind of stuff, and then we kind of yeah, we grew a life of our own. But I think it's worth uh, reiterating. Yeah, absolutely. Because we both have opinions, and we get asked all the time, like during classes, what? Oh, what do you drink? And so last night I had a new answer. And I'm going to probably roll with it. Okay. Because it's the truth. And the truth is, what do I drink? What's my favorite whiskey? It's my favorite bourbon. It depends on what the fuck is going on. If I'm if I'm feeling fancy, I got a favorite bourbon for that. Sure. If I just want to 
tie one on, I got a favorite bourbon for that. If I want to share something with somebody, I got a couple favorite bourbons for that. I'm having a cigar. I got a favorite bourbon for a cigar. If I want to pick up a bottle and chug half of it and pass out, I got a favorite bourbon for that. <laughs> I don't do that, it's but if pl- I did. It's plastic and it doesn't. No, okay. Yeah, I could. That's funny. But no, you're, it's, you're, it's, so it's a good way. answer, though. It's yeah. a good answer. I mean, it's, I have, I have my uh, sort of template answers, the yeah. things I give. And, and my answers, to, to be honest, I have, and, and I'm guilty as charged of not being completely honest all the time. Mm-hmm. And the reason is, is I, w- I want to tell people bourbons that I do like, don't get me wrong. And on a given day of the week, it might be my favorite, like you said, for whatever's going on at that time. But they're also very approachable and easy to find. Yeah. And I want people to get excited about easy to find bourbons at these right. classes, particularly people who are just getting into this or kind of new. I don't want them to get discouraged when they can't find a Elijah Craig barrel proof, you know, or, or something else that's difficult to find when there's plenty of good bourbon on the yeah. shelf. Uh, and that's what we have found in, in this in this journey is there's plenty of good stuff out there. Mm-hmm. And um, a lot of people are going to try and push you in the direction. When I had somebody text me <clears throat> I read she she listens to the podcast. So Whitney, hi. I'm not making fun, just giving an example here. She texted me and said, uh, <clears throat> you know those people who only reach out when they need something? Hey Matt, it's Whit. Looking for Blantons. If you have any resources, <laughs> let me know. And and I'm like, it's all good. Uh but no, I don't. And um yeah, so I was like, there's plenty of good bourbons out there. I can point you in a direction. But most people don't want to hear that. They just want that that sweet, sweet well, horse top. <sighs> I don't have a button for this either, but I might. I get it. I think it's just, I think there is novelty associated with certain bourbons and people get stuck on that. And I understand, yeah. I can understand that from a gift giving perspective. For sure. Um, if you're just dead set on that. But I think, I think we've both experienced this, especially during the holidays, just walking around, checking out liquor stores. You, there's always someone that's like, I'm looking for, eh, right. And it's just not there. Yeah. But, you know, insert name of bourbon is 70 to $130. Right. Well, what if I told you you could, instead of gifting this person a single bottle of $130 bourbon, what if yeah. I told you I could put you a a small, decent four or five bottle collection together? Correct. Yeah. Like, wouldn't that be more? Um, yeah. And so it's just that we've, we've had those conversations. Because you can take two bottles and blend them together. Now you have three bottles. Yeah. And it's like, there's a lot of experimenting and fun. Like, if you truly care... Just go out and buy a few things. And if you don't like it, put something you do like in it and see yep. what that tastes like. Yeah. There's lots of options, lots of ways to play with it. Yeah. And it's uh, there's no right or wrong answer. No. I can tell you this. I've, I'm very fortunate in the fact that I have friends all over Charleston that offer me stuff when they get it. Um, and then I have, you know, I can pretty much buy whatever I want if I, if I want to. So, yeah. like, buy. Anytime I, if I want to go buy Blanton's for me personally, I can't buy it for anybody else. That's, that would be fucked up because it's an agreement between me and this guy. So I could buy it anytime I want at MSRP, but I don't want it. So I don't, I don't buy it. And I, and I think that should be, that should be, I think that's a good thing to think about. That should be important for anyone that's looking for that kind of stuff. If somebody that drinks a lot and has a lot of bottles and, and teaches whiskey classes and, you know, we go to Kentucky and we do all this stuff together all the time, if I choose to not drink that, there's probably some better stuff out there. That's Yeah, it's also and like... That's like the nicest way to say without trying to sound like a Well, a here's the thing. There, there are a lot of people who buy a lot of different 
allocated bourbons just for the sake of buying it. For sure. Just for the sake of having it. it. And they don't open it or they don't even particularly care to have it, but it's, look what I have. Look at my stuff. I got all the things. And when I see that, I'm like, well, there's, I'm looking at the shelf of, you know, 15 different bottles between the, that's 15 different people who could have experienced something for the first time that they didn't get to. Um, That's definitely the other side of it too. I'm not going to, do I, do I not, I mean, I'd be lying if I didn't, if I, Said I did. I don't have a bottle of Blands at the house. I do. Of course, it's unopened. It's there That's for. Fine. It's there for exactly the kind yeah. of stuff we like to do. Yeah, to share, have conversation, have have conversations. I mean, people have come over and been like, "Wow, you know this? I've never had that." And then I'm like, well, "I really didn't want to open it, but that's the reason I have it is to open it." Right. And then we have stuff that we save for special events, but the majority of the stuff we we open and we try it because yeah. that's the that's that's the that's the point. And so. Yeah. My advice for those that we've talked to that are like, yeah, bring back the whiskey talk. Just go get it. Just go get some. It's probably fine. And the whiskey talk never really fully went away. We just no, we just quit reviewing bottles because it it got dumb. <clears throat> it got to. We be, are happy to talk about whiskey and hunting. We can do both. Yeah, That's we what we, both. we've always done. We can do both. I like the sound when you listen to a podcast and people are shuffling papers. Do you? I do like that sound. Well, luckily, I can edit that out. Don't know. I like it. It shows that like they're prepared. They got something going on. It's not just a, a grip standing behind them with another microphone going. No. Shaking. No. Okay. Did you see <laughs> that comedy special, uh, the SNL, where the guy pulled the boom mic down and talked into the boom mic? No. Man, I wish I could remember what it was, but I remember thinking it was hilarious. But he's, favorite- he's mic'd up, and he's, he's yelling at the camera, and he reaches up and grabs the boom mic <laughs> and yells at the boom mic. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> Which is supposed to be off camera, if you don't know. Yes. My fa- uh, I've been getting a kick lately out of the two... I don't know. I don't even know the, the comedians' names, but it's the two that do the new segment, and the the two comedians. One's one's a white guy, one's a black guy, and they write each other's. One's a, they write each other's news segments. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's, that the other person hilarious. is is basically yeah. reading a super racist. It is right. so funny yeah. to watch them like because they end up popping up the picture first, mm-hmm. and they see the picture, and they're like, oh, come on, man. Yeah. Like, and they break character for a second, and then they compose themselves and go into reading whatever they have to, yeah, and, like, funny. you can see them getting uncomfortable. As It's really, really Because I've seen, like, people clip them, and they're like, what is this? And then the comments, they're like, I can't believe this shit. And then somebody Don't comes in, and context. they're like, it's a joke, bro. It's a- <laughs> you got to watch it in context, and everyone yeah. gets a laugh. It's funny. If, you, if it hurts your feelings, just keep scrolling, people. Yeah. Anyways. What do you think the future of America is? <laughs> I think the future of this America is something to discuss on a different podcast it's looking <laughs> it's looking grim you can't joke anymore nobody nobody can uh you tell jokes joke anymore. Anymore. someone's <laughs> i want to say this anyways because another comedian said it and he said uh, oh that makes it okay yeah it takes, it's fine <laughs> it's probably not but um we're 90s kids right we grew up in the 90s big yeah. time and so he uh he said someone told me that uh 90s trends were coming back and i was like well, that's gay. <laughs> and, he, and they got really mad. He was like, well, I guess not all of them are coming back. Because <laughs> up until just a few years ago, like, you could say that, kind of. And uh, it was never meant You could say all kinds of stuff. Oh, it's like Joe, the Joey Diaz. I'm not going to say that one. But the, the yeah. Joey Diaz skit about it. Yeah. It's it's true. It is it's hilarious. I actually told Dom that the other day because I, I can't remember can't remember what we were talking about. But um, there was an abbreviation that was FGT. And I was like. Yeah, I was like, have you heard the Joey Diaz skit? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's a good one. Yeah, it's funny. It is funny. Cool. All right. Uh, so 
with uh, Thanksgiving coming around, that means that we are getting ready to see some Black Friday and Cyber Monday deals hitting soon. And you're going to need to check out our shop for your Christmas gifts to your friends and family. Yeah. And um, if you don't want to buy anything, that's fine. But sharing the store, the podcast, or our Patreon doesn't cost you a thing. And you know what it does? It helps us. So if you're around and you're not listening because you're a hater, you're listening because you support us, then why not, you know, for uh, for Thanksgiving or for our Christmas present, why don't you just, just share it? It costs you nothing. It's free 99. And it, here's the other thing. I'm going to, 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 I'm going to say one more thing about that. These, uh, I'm getting tired of the uh, Amazon finds. Like uh, Amazon finds of the day, you, you know, how about small business finds of the day? How about supporting fellow Americans that are trying to do something cool and work on that? You know, just think about that. Beach to it. It's good layering there. <laughs> it was good it's layering. It's very good. I like it. Yeah, folks, uh, if you are listening and you haven't already, if you head over to our website, uh, you'll get a prompt to enter your email. That is how you can get all of our promotions. Uh, I'm going to start you know, pushing those campaigns out soon. So you'll start getting promotions throughout the week for deals and what we have going on in the store, highlighting some of our products. Uh, even if it's, you're not, you know, shopping for yourself, you know, it's a good time of the year to, to find unique gifts for those whiskey lovers or outdoorsmen in your life. We have some things that they probably would enjoy. So uh, check it out. We got oh. some merch and some other stuff as well. T-shirts top, and top stuff. Top left button. Oh yeah. Get it while you can. Our uh, NASCAR bourbon shirt's up. As soon as the internet finds it and scours their bots through it, it we're going to get a cease and desist. So and it won't be up for it long. It won't be up long, so purchase it while you can. Yeah. We're going to leave it up until we get that cease and desist. But if you want that shirt, also for everybody that told us about to get merch, I mean, come on. Come on. Anyway. We, we, we think we're going to get a We're not sure. Yeah, we're not sure. But we're pretty sure. Yeah. Anyways, all right, folks. Yeah, that. So, and also don't forget to use code podcast at checkout. You can save 20%. And I think that's it. So that's the, uh, yeah, episode 100. Unless you guys anything further. Nope. It's good. Okay. Serious. <laughs> I want you all to have a happy Thanksgiving. <laughs> uh, all right. Bye. See you next week, folks. <laughs> You're listening to the Waypoint Podcast Network, brought to you in part by HuntStand, the number one hunting and land management app.